tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Okay. Let's go down. Let's yeah, that's it. Okay. Wait, what happened to the shimmy you were just doing with that? Uh, <laughs> shimmy. Really good. Welcome to the Blacklist After Buzz After Show. That is the, uh, is that Alison Krauss? Or this is, is Alison Krauss. Okay. From the Yo Brother Where Art That soundtrack. Right. Which is a better version than the Kenyan family. The Kenyan family. There's two separate versions. There's two. Uh, we're playing this in honor of the Kenyan family, the the super creepy cult that we just watched yes. on the blacklist. Although still much better than the following cult. Well, I'll only get to that in a <laughs> second. Take I, much. Well, I know. I'll only get to that in one second. But uh, thank you for joining us on the blacklist. After Buzz After Show, I'm Joe Braswell. I'm not joined by Joe Sanfilippo. He's drunk. Who is out on assignment. Drunk. A.K.A. I don't know. Drunk? No. Well, he is. <laughs> That's our code. Uh, but I am joined by the lovely Nando Velasquez, who has shaved his beard. Yes, I have, everybody. There yes. you are. Hey. Hey. I was going to last week, God. and I committed. Thank God. No, no I'm just kidding. I, 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 shaved, I shaved mine, too. Yeah. Um, I shaved mine, still too. has not shaved hers. Oh, oh, I mean, I haven't shaved mine. Yeah, sure. Next okay. on the list, haircut. I'm just saying. Yeah, I do. Yeah, next week, haircut. <laughs> All right. Haircut. I'm All calling right. it. All right. And, and I'm also joined by the lovely Julia Kearley. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. You don't need a haircut, Julia. Uh, well... Maybe I need to get my roots done, but okay. we'll talk about that later. And uh, and Joe's not here, mm-hmm. but we do have uh, the lovely Alexis in the booth. Hi, Alexis. Hey, everybody. Um, hello. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for <laughs> that. Thanks so much. It's you're good. you're no, a scholar have, and a saint. I know. It's good to have you. <laughs> awesome. uh, you know. Uh, so, yeah. So, here we are. Um, the Blacklist. The Kenyan Family, number 71? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that number 71 on the That's Blacklist. It. All right. So, um, we want to jump right into this. And there are some, there are some very serious following comparisons that I want to talk about because the following Blacklist went head-to-head. Not head-to-head. They, they, were, they were close. Did they go head-to-head last year? Last, I believe last so. Because like, all the shows that we did on AfterBuzz last year aired on Monday, Monday right? Mondays Monday or Sunday nights. Yeah. So, I'm pretty sure crazy. they were head-to-head. This felt like yeah. direct shots fired at, at the following. This is how like, you do a cult. Done, done, a do it the ways. right way. Yeah. And I feel like they did a lot better job. Not, you know. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, we'll, following. Second, but well, the best thing they did is they made it one episode about a cult. Yes, <laughs> not, not not three seasons. To, yeah, not a stretch down to a whole season. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. But I, I did love this episode, by the way, and I totally expected to not like it. I saw the previews like, oh, boy, <laughs> this is not going to be good. Mm-hmm. And then I actually really loved it. But we'll talk about that. But before we do, Nando has something to tell us about another show that I'm very excited about. Yes, what another show. Yeah, well, let me ask you guys this. Uh-oh. What if your son was murdered, Mm-mm. your daughter arrested, your child framed, where does the truth lie? One crime will affect so many lives in the television event of the year. And what we're talking about is ABC's groundbreaking new TV series, American Crime, which is premiering on Thursday, March 5th at 10 
uh, 9 Central. And it's uh, going to be on ABC. And after you've uh, watched the premiere, be sure to join film critic and radio personality Elvis Mitchell, really good guy, host of the American Crime Podcast, as he takes an in-depth look at the ABC show. Uh, each week, that podcast is going to feature a candid conversation with show creator and executive producer John Ridley, the Oscar-winning screenwriter of 12 Years a Slave. Along with show talent discussing the latest episodes, character storylines, and other timely topics. Go to podcastone.com slash American Crime to subscribe now. And while you're on podcastone.com, don't forget to check our other AfterBuzz TV shows, too. And I'm sure we're doing an AfterBuzz TV show for American Crime. We are. Oh, yes, yes as well. Well, wouldn't we? Why I'm wouldn't super we? excited about American Crime. I love, uh, really good. I love John Ridley. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love him as a writer. I'm glad he won the Oscar for 12 Years a Slave. He's a fantastic writer and hopefully a great showrunner. This show looks amazing. I love Elvis Mitchell. He's one of my idols. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, I would love to hear that. I can't wait to hear that podcast and watch the show. I don't know what I'm more excited about, the podcast or the show, but I'm excited about both. So thank you, Nando. Nice job. Um, thank you. All right. So so first impressions. Like you know, I mentioned the following. I mentioned like I liked the episode. Mm-hmm. I kind of gave you mine. But what, what did you think of this episode, Jules? Um, well, as we've seen, I've been a little out on the blacklist lately after oh, last week. So too. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. (laughs) <laughs> this guy. Um, anyways, I, like you, was kind of dreading this episode after huh? I feel like I've been burned a bit by the following and mm-hmm. I just really didn't have it in me to go all culty once again. Right. But, but, I stand corrected because mm-hmm. this episode was freaking awesome. Yeah. I thought it was the perfect combination of like, uh, like a good old fashioned disturbing standalone blacklister like we saw a lot in season one. Sure. Um, but then we also get Red and his merry band of cololorful criminals, which I have missed so much. We had Ruth, we had Jelly Bean. Jelly I love Bean these and guys, Ruth, yeah. and I never love Red more than when he's with these guys. Yes. And um, then we it, it tied in really well with uh, dropping little hints here and there about the overarching story. So I kind of found it to be something of a perfect episode. I was totally into it. I loved it too, Nando. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and for those of you who don't know, when we mentioned the following, we used to do the following after the show the past two seasons, but we're not, I believe, doing the following this season, partly because we are so sensitive to cults after last <laughs> season. It's like, oh my god, I don't want to see another cult show. Uh, but uh, this Backwaters cult, again, I think you said pretty much everything I was going to say. It was done really well. Very creepy in the sense with the the you know, um, the head of the cult, the, the Mr. Uh, what was his first name? Justin. Justin Kenyon. Kenyon. Justin Kenyon. Kenyon marrying that little girl in the very opening moments and his Super big speech, creepy. stuff like that. Yeah. But we got to see a lot of comedy. One of my favorite uh, side characters that luckily is not gone, uh, Jellybean from the DMV. Hilarious when we first saw him. Really, really awesome. I love the fact that we're moving the. You know, we're getting more 
questions answered. We're learning about the save. That was something that was kind of thrown aside after Fitch died. Yeah. Uh, and, and we're finally seeing that now. So, uh, yeah, it moves along forwardly. I mean, it, it was not, it was one of the better episodes of the season. I it was, I, it was, I thought it was fantastic. And this yeah. is the kind of, the time of year we kind of get these filler episodes or these episodes that are kind of like, you know, the throwaways. And this was pretty much a standalone throwaway. They did give us some nuggets of, of serialization. Like when they brought back, like you said, they brought back the safe and, um, and some other things. But like you said, man, I, I the, the, the highlight of this episode for me was Jelly Bean. Oh Jelly God. Bean in red. Like that's a, that's a show. That's a movie. That's like a midnight. Spin-off. It's like Midnight Run. Yeah, <laughs> like those guys like ripping back and forth. All right, first '80s movie reference in a while. Midnight Run '80s. I think it's Midnight Run was like '80. 80, no, it was early '80s. '89. Maybe 80, early '80s. Maybe '88. You're I'll crazy. I'm going to say 88 because I'm, I'm sure I'm right about it, but you can look it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's very Midnight Run about it. Midnight Runish, and um, I don't know, man. I really. Love that guy. And then we get to see Ruth. Have we seen Ruth before? We've never seen Ruth, right? I don't believe we've seen no. Ruth. Yeah, Ruth was dope. So, you she know. She's amazing. Uh, Mr. Kaplan, Ruth, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's all, like, I, I love I've it. missed these people in my life, in it's my blacklist great. life. They're my favorite. Uh, but Red's pure exasperation with Jelly Bean and Jelly Bean, like, going toe to toe with Red and really effing with Red. And loving just, every second of it. Loving it was just really great stuff. So I, that, that was fun. Um, anyway, am I right? Nando? I'm, I'm pulling it up All as right. we speak. Wait, wait, Midnight Run. 1988. Oh, Bingo. Ooh, on the nose. Wow. What do I know about okay. movies? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so, it helps if you were 21 when it came out. Thank so. you. Um, you're funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I really, it was a great episode. So I do want to talk about this opening scene, which was, uh, you know, I, again, I was kind of like, you know, buckling up for like okay here we go the cult thing and then uh, but it was it was shot it was really really creepy and it was kind of you know stuff was happening by the time we got to um yeah the reveal of the the young bride which was really just the whole thing was just, just creepy well that whole speech before the young bride was, cr- was yeah. creepy it was like really and yeah. then all of a sudden there's the kicker plying yeah, with and wine and then lying with your father the eldest to the wi- youngest wi- wine what yeah a lot of that stuff but then just that that last shot before the opening credits with the sickle in the door Ugh. and yeah. then the rattling sickle in the door and the hand, and coming, the hand out. coming out I'm ah. like this is kind of chill this is kind of chilling so that was, I think that was extremely well done. Um, yeah, and jumping into that, that, that kind of set the tone for the type of episode we were going to see. And frankly, I was really genuinely kind of creeped out by this cult, you know, and I, I do want to reference, you know, we, like, so, like my Nana mentioned, we did the following for a long time and, you know, um, and the following has ups and downs, but, uh, this really felt like them sort of saying like, you know, Hey guys, because, you know, there's a lot of references to following, like, like, like she said, all the people in the, um, church were stabbed. You know, mm-hmm. as opposed to shot, which is definitely a well, following and, move. And you, you, you brought it up. The uh, the mother of the kid that they saved in Weston. that one event was uh, Don Weston. Yes. Don Weston. And yeah. One, one of the stars. I told you Weston was a follower. Yeah, you, I said it. Finally, you're right about I'm Weston right. being a follower. Yes. Uh, one of the one of the main characters of the following is Weston. Yeah. So there's. So I'd like to look this up, internet folks. I think there's something going on here. I think it's kind of cool. Anyway. Um, but yeah, really well done. So we find out, we meet, uh, Justin Kingan and, uh, you know, we see his whole deal. The, the, ch- the church, the flock, something happens to the flock. We know that they're mostly murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out later that they are sort of, are, are murdered and stabbed and the children taken away along with, uh, Justin Kingan himself. Uh, Red does this great job, which I think was, was a really cool thing of 
to explain to Lizzie who this guy is and why it's a big deal. And they do that, this, they do that thing that they do at the beginning of all Blacklist episodes where they give you that like cool, like 95 second exposition thing to explain everything. The King and family, well, they're untouchable. They're a family who's been blah, 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 blah. Which as, then, as one of the hosts <laughs> of the after show always freaks me out. I was like, do I need to write everything down? Yeah, what exactly. am I going to miss? But I nah, always it's just, get, it's nah, just, yeah, it's I'm learning over time. Minutes. Like, nah, do your thing. They, like, they're just going to tell us all in, in, in yeah. like 90 seconds. And then uh, you'll be give done. me what I really it's need. It's like a page and a half of dialogue and they give you everything you need to know. So <laughs> they did that. I always and so, freak out. Yeah. You know, the acres of thing and the ATF and no one can get to them and blah, 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 blah. But what the cool thing we did find out is that, uh, because, He's got this land that is untouchable uh, by the government and everything else. A lot of the underworld, Reds, Ilk, uh, Ilk and Worse, uh, store a lot of their contraband there. So that and, and missiles and and everything from yeah, drugs. Yeah, it's a storage to, facility for the criminal which kind of brings, which kind of brings this group of blacklisters kind of like the the ones from the beginning of the season when we were doing like the Monarch Bank and we were right. doing all mm-hmm. this stuff. Which were these were companies and and these were like you know um, the middlemen. Right for a lot of the underworld. This is this is hard to the monarch bay because this because the really cause Justin Kenyon himself wasn't like the super criminal blacklister, although he's a bad guy mm-hmm. by, by by a lot. But um, it was really what his facility housed and who he housed for mm-hmm. is really the main thing. And I, th- I thought that was a kind of a cool thing. I love these you know these glimpses into these this underworld or this other society or this other you know where the whether it's a um, you know that's the uh, you know I don't know what do you call it. Um, the black market economy or this other economy that, that all these trading and weapons and stuff that we don't know about that's completely off the grid, whether it's the Monarch Bank mm-hmm. or they throw the weapons here, that Red completes, it's a complete dive into Red's world. And I, and I love seeing that. Um, and we knew that, you know, Red is not, you know, like, like, and Lizzie knew that, uh, Red was only, Bringing this to their attention because Red has something there, or presume that Red has we something figured, stored we there too. It's always some ulterior motive, that <laughs> right? Has. And, and Lizzie did too, yeah. you know. But you know, um, we'll get to that in scene later. So go ahead. I just always find it sometimes, sometimes a little bit. Maybe I'm missing a step here, but a little coincidental though that he brings the FBI's attention to to this cult and to the Kenyan family just as this crazy ish is going down. At the same time, right. and the two aren't really connected, but it makes for a good story for us. Yeah, that, so that, that is it. a good point. It's a good point because wait, but I thought that it was like he brought. No, I think he, I don't believe Red and I the FBI had any had anything to do with the mass murder. Like that, those were two separate events that just happened to coincide at the same time. Hmm. That's that. I might be wrong. I know you'll all tell me if I am. Right, but. <laughs> I don't know. This is just something that I, I see a, a little pattern of every once in a while. It's like, I'm going to let you know about this thing. Who knows? Maybe some big old battle happened on the next act. Yeah. <laughs> next commercial break and something does. But like, yeah, but that's, uh, that's a good point. I never I wonder about that. So, so, so what you're saying is he let, he brought this to the attention of the FBI. The FBI says, we don't care about it. And then the thing happened. And then the trucks went rolling. The bomb exploded. And they're like, oh my God, Russ, you know, he Red was right. was right. Let's go raid it. And what they found was, oh my God, this is a mess in here. Yeah, that, that is weird. Yeah. All right. Just, just saying. Again, disbelief. Of, suspension no, of belief or uh, suspension of disbelief. Makes her, I mean, the story was great. I still love this episode. Okay, I'm just bringing too. up this um, idea that I've been that is. toying and tinkering with. It's, it's, it's a good point. It's a very good point. I think that um, it was really cool, though, to see. 
I did like the political aspect of it. I did like some of the political stuff of like, we can't touch them, this. We don't want another Waco. If we yeah. go in, we'll look like bad guys. We can't. And then having, you know, Lizzie have to sort of say to Red, sorry, and Red get mad. Like, I don't want to, you know, all of this red political red tape. I'm trying to save lives here. People will die and people died. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so that was kind of cool. And then we find out, of course, we have a little hint as to, um, Cooper. Now, do we know what Cooper has? No, I don't believe so, they no. They still haven't talked about it. Just the fact that, obviously, whatever it is, it, it's terminal. And this trial that they're talking about is his best chance at uh, getting past it. I at, mean... At, you know, at healing himself. Do we... Do we? I mean... This do, clinical trial. Do you think we'll ever... Do you think we'll know what it had? Do you, do you think it's important for the story for us to know what he has? Or is it important enough to say no, that? No, they've, they've I've sort got, of... I've got something bad. Dangled it in front of us a yeah. little bit throughout the season. The trial. So. Yeah, something will happen. Well, and I now we like, have the new attorney general in on it as yeah. well. And, I mean, they didn't have to do all that. Well, I always yeah. seem to believe that the longer you kind of keep something a secret, kind of like the whole Red and Lizzie relationship, the longer that you that you say, I'm not going to say what it is, I'm not going to say what it is. It's like, right. ooh, ooh, it's going to be it? really big once they give the right. reveal. And he's going to say, oh, it's cancer. You yeah. know? <laughs> and, and not to make light of it, but it's right. just like you kind of like the way they're just not talking about it. It makes – and the fact that, you know, he's got to take this trial. It's got to be – it's got to be something bigger than that, I would Yeah, think. but I think it's one of these things where it, I, it feels safe enough to just say, I've got something bad and I'm on a, there's a clinical trial that could help me. That seems safe enough to be able to just propel the story and, and without having to name a disease. Uh, in Empire, one of my other favorite shows, uh, the main character has ALS, and that's a big storyline. It's hard to find, I guess it's hard, you know, dramatically to find a disease that allows your character to still be fully functioning, but also dying. Like what is that? You know, it's 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 interesting. Well, what's interesting, and also about- and also give you an opportunity to, to to bring him back because obviously it's a TV show. You don't want maybe you want to li- make him live. So I don't know. Well, here's the other interesting thing about not saying what the disease is. I mean, when you think about like that, Empire is a good example. Another example is Homeland. When uh, Carrie, who has you know bipolar, she mm-hmm. she has other medical well, issues. It's not that, terminal, that, though. That it's not terminal, but we know what the uh, illness is. We know what right. she's going through, and it affects her character. Yeah. And I mean that just that that's also what makes Claire Danes just phenomenal doing that role right. is that she can play the nuances of having these you know these features for lack of a of a of, a, of just trying to put it in a nice way uh, for her character to play with. Sure. You know, as an actor. And with Cooper, we don't even know what it is. He could just say, yeah. oh, you know, he could do anything. And we're like, okay, it must have something to do. He could be a bad actor. And we could say, well, it must have something to do with his illness. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's, 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 it's his affliction. It's his affliction. It's his affliction. Yes. It's an interesting choice. And um, I, and I, I kind of like it. So, um, so yeah. Me too. We, Plus, it gives him... It gives him a moment to be super actor that he really is. Yeah. And that we've been missing out on through for the last season and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, season and a half of like, you know, I want answers. Give me some Harry Lennox. Yeah, exactly. So, so the good. The way I want him. Good. So they're hearing, they're hearing our, are hearing our cries and giving him something to do. And we're seeing more with the wife who we still think isn't going to make it, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm not about my prediction on that one. She yeah. seemed pretty solid yeah. there. <laughs> she yeah. seemed like she wouldn't go anywhere. She's not going anywhere. Uh, I don't know. I just, I, I just I felt was like against that one. All yeah. right, we'll see. Um, so I'll, I liked all that stuff. So then we have this weird other, like, also equally creepy thing of the these vans rolling out mm-hmm. and that scene where it's like, oh, it's a van. You know what is it? And, it, and the guy's like, oh, don't worry. It's only when well, now we know it's only a kid. Like, oh, it's only a kid. Go boom. Yeah. 
So, which was, I thought, again, it's another cool device. Like, what was in there? Who was that? And then to find out later that that was a kid is actually more effective than showing, revealing a kid, you know, seeing a kid get exploded, which we didn't have to do. It's a cool way of them to not show a kid dying and then to to have it happen and then us know after the fact, like, oh, dude, that was a kid back there. But, you know, know? (laughs) here's a really weird thing. So there's a van pulled over on the side of the road in, was it in the middle of the night? I can't remember. No, it was in the daytime, right? And, uh, or whatever time it was. Mm -hmm. And the state trooper comes over, guns, you know, guns pretty much drawn. And there's a kid in the driver's seat on the freeway. And he's like, oh, it's perfectly normal. It's a kid in a driver's seat. So isn't that... Not to mention kind of, a big, like a big windowless van. Let's not let's not put away our guns just yet, yeah, guys. Just yeah. let's be a little cool. bit more thorough. That's true. Oh, oh, it's a kid driving a van <laughs> oh, in the middle of Alabama. Hello, That's perfectly buddy. normal. Hey. Kids driving Alabama all the yeah. time. Apparently, well, oh I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I think it was Virginia, rural Virginia, but it's fine. But either way, no, it was Alabama. Was, was it, it Alabama on the on the police? Yeah. The Smoky, yeah. Robinson, Smoky, Smoky, Smoky Robinson. Smoky Robinson. Smoky Robinson. Yeah, Smoky Mountains. <laughs> It's a Smokey Robinson Mountains. And the Supremes were with them. Yes. yes. Uh, no, but uh, I... Um, yeah, I agree. Hey, little buddy. <laughs> I, I, I do agree. That was kind of the, kind of a little bit of a, a, little uh, a st- state trooper WTF, if you will. Not an FBI WTF on that yeah, one. Yeah, state trooper. Uh, but the, I, the point was they had guns drawn, and then it was like, okay, we can put the guns away. We don't have to, you know. But it was... Still a stolen yeah. car. Anyway, still... But, it's just saying. regardless, okay. I'm done. I'm done. it I'm just, was. Yeah, yeah. I thought I'm it was awesome, and it was good. So there <laughs> it was. And that was a cool thing. And then so when the second time around, we find the second van, and um, Samir goes up to him and is like, "Uh oh!" And then sees the kid and walks up to him. I gotta tell you, man, I don't know what it is about Samir and me. Samar, Samar. Thank you. I'm about, so about Samar and me, and uh, thinking she's gonna die. But like, I just was like, "Oh, this is it." Like every episode, I'm like, "This is where she goes." She All right. asks, she asks Here it for is. it a lot. I don't know, but maybe maybe it's because what happened to our girl, um, um, you know. Oh yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, what's her name? Malik. Malik. Agent Malik. Yeah, because Agent Malik and, and Mira Malik. Mira Malik. I don't know. But I Malik just, was never really in danger. Her see, I felt like she was never really that much in danger, like Samara is. She Samara just, seems just to be really exactly, which makes her feel like she was just written off the show. Whereas yeah. I feel like Samara is on the show, but I'm not so sure. Is she on? Is she gonna die? I, you, I, you know, know what was missing from that episode? A cutaway to a uh, to Ram. Around like, are you okay? Oh my god, Samar, no! Samar, no, don't go to the van! Cut away from me. Somebody stop her! Somebody (laughs) stop her! No! Because that's really what they're doing the whole Samar thing for, is to try and develop this whole connection with Amar. I feel feel like Amar, because, you know, in the episode, (laughs) well, in the Super Bowl episode, I thought for sure, like, she's gonna, that's it, she's Mm -hmm. not gonna make it, and then she made it, I'm like, okay. Episode two, oh, she's not gonna make it, oh, she's alive. And then I was That's fine. This is a chick with some cojones. She yes. puts herself in the middle. She gets into it. My point is, when the kid had his thing, his, his thumb on the button, I thought for sure this it's, it's going down, and it didn't. So I was, I was really that scene got me. So I don't know. So hopefully, thank you. I'm glad that Samara's still alive. She lives another day. She lives, another which day. I love because she's one of my fave characters yeah. on the show. Yeah. So we find that. So we. So then we find that uh, they're using children. And again, this is this really, oh, this really got me. This kid and him, like you know, doing his chants and mm. doing the whole thing and being like this kid that sort of, you know, indoctrinated and then sort of, you know, brainwashed to be this, I don't know, killer slash. Like when he's talking to the watcher. FBI. Oh no, it wasn't her. It was the girl who was talking to the FBI uh, to wrestler and having it look, you know, 
Daddy, uh, was it Daddy says or whatever it was? Kenyon says all FBI should burn in hell or something yeah. like that. Yeah, all little, little conversations. All that stuff was really creepy to me. So, or, or what was that thing you wrote it down to? I think uh, um, only I can't remember writing. Only something corruption is disruption. The only cure for corruption only is disruption. Only cure for corruption yeah. is disruption. Over and over again. It, yeah, like, yeah I missed a word there. Like, yeah, I'm like this kid's real. Like, I don't know, but also just it, it was uh, also chilling to think of the. You know, in, 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 in our troubled times, you know, of terrorists and everything else, it's chilling to think of people who are trained and indoctrinated in whatever they are. And in this case, using religion to do that too. It's kind of a weird sub, sub comment for me as to other stuff, using sort of maybe religion to indoctrinate these kids into doing things and becoming terrorists essentially. And it was now the fact that they're American and their kids was also equally and chilling also to me. How horrifying it must have been for the mother to have escaped and left her children behind. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, and then, so yeah, so we, so we find out that this whole bit, um, is part of this ritual. You know, that to create, that has created these, these watchers. And the ritual is that, uh, you know, Justin Kenyon says that all men must take three wives, but everyone's having babies everywhere. And there's, and they're all boys. And there's boys. Oh. And so to get rid of some of these boys, we take them out when they're eight to 10 and have a nice manhood ceremony for them. And we leave them in the woods. Call it the walkabout. The walkabout, you know, and then some die, some survive. But apparently, the first kid to have to do this was Kenyon's own son, David, and David, and then he is the alpha watcher because he survived. And uh, is he presumably when the kids come in, he helps them survive? This is this is where I get kind of lost. How do how do this group of watchers form? And does Kenyon know they exist? That was my question. This is this is where I get confused. That was a big question for me. I need does help, I need help does Justin Kenyon there, know, you know that the watchers? Well, I mean iTunes. they. They know what watchers are. There's a title, so they must exactly. know that they're out there. Well, the only one who had the title, who knew the title, was that girl. Yeah, but where did she get? And she said, make- but she said the watchers, and then she went, Shh, "It's a secret." So it's possible that maybe she. Knew what about one of the boys? Uh, from that uh, what about Weston? That Weston, Mrs. Weston knew. Well, she knew that the kids get were sent. I guess she did know. I guess that's true. Good point. Right? Did yeah. she know or not know? Well, I mean, she. Well, no. It was Samara who said the story, but but uh, about the. Boys being survivalists and surviving. I mean, Don knew about the ritual, sending the kids out right. to, to die in the wilderness. But, I, but, presu- she but say, presumably, mm-hmm. in this, you know, whatever, you know, 750 acres of woods or whatever it is, 78 acres. 78 miles, 78. I think. 78 yeah. miles a of virgin wo- territory. Of virgin yeah. woods. Yeah, you send a 10 year old boy out there, I mean, he ain't coming back, right? Yeah. Well, where are they getting all their arms? Well, they just, but they just raided, they, they, I got their arms recently, oh, they, just, they just raided the, the compound and got, and took a bunch of stuff. Well, remember, how do they know how to use that stuff? Well, well first oh, of man, all. man, they got some training in the woods, they're watchers. If I remember in the Stop beginning. Stop asking so many questions. Ah! If I remember in the beginning, the opening <laughs> moments. Sorry. Sorry. All right. Shula, questions. Make, just trying to make a point. my logic. List. I'm just trying to answer a question. Go it's ahead. okay. I'm sorry, Nana. Uh, Go ahead. We can laugh at it. Um, if I remember correctly, in the very beginning, when they showed them taking the uh, the guards in the perimeter, uh-huh. they were throwing rocks at them, weren't they? They, they were. That's how they downed them. They like came I up. They were they? being shot. I thought, yeah, in my head, I thought it was. At least we don't I know. I thought they were. Well, I. It was kind of a quick moment. We didn't go was, back to you're it. You're right. But, but they, yeah. they, they were. They, they, oh, yeah, they, they died. Oh, you're right. I think they threw something at them first. Maybe they took their guns and shot them after. But well, I, I could—I remember one of them specifically throwing. Yeah, I think you're a right. Rock or something. At one I of them. think that I thought 
because I was watching not hmm. knowing what the hell was going on. I yeah. thought it was some elite super team coming in. I felt I like they were sniper. I mean, I felt like they were like silencers and just they were just getting taken out. Yeah, yeah. maybe but, they uh, were just rocks. Yeah, but maybe there's rocks. Like, <laughs> make, that's a good, it's a good throw. Yeah. Which was also would explain why everyone got yes. stabbed, stabbed and bludgeoned and First, beaten. Right, they got because, the guns. and then they got the guns. But they, you know, my man Caleb was kind of a crack shot. Yes, he for, was for a kid who's never fired a gun, right? They probably had a lot of practice in in the days that uh, they he had. shot out the tire. He shot yeah. David at the well, end. Well, did David? Did well, Caleb, I don't know if those are the same guys wait, did, or what. I think David did. Did David shoot the tire? Or did Caleb shoot the tire? I don't know. Somebody shoot, shot uh, the tire. Caleb, because Caleb, Caleb was one of the kids, and um, hmm. Caleb's a crack shot man. He shot the tire out, and he shot. And he shot David in the car. Yeah, yeah. Coward. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I. I don't need that was answers. A really good reenactment. Thank you. Sorry, <laughs> I don't need answers, but it would be nice if I had a couple it was answers. Like an about interesting that. bonfire of the vanities slash Lost Boys group here. It was yeah. so total total Lost Boys gone wrong. Mm. If anyone out there in YouTube or iTunes land has an answer for us as to uh, what was going on with these watchers, did they know about them? How did they get trained? Are we supposed to just be like that's cool? And if it's cool, it's cool. You know, I'm yeah. not, you know, I just well, well I mean, everybody. In that compound was apparently a survivalist. That, that was that, that's what uh, okay. did Red say that somebody said that at some yes. point. He said it doesn't make sense for them to kill it. They're not that kind of uh, cult that okay. drinks the Kool Aid and all passes out. Sure, they're survivalists. So uh, apparently, I'm guessing that they train the kids at an early, the boys at least at an early age to be survivalists. But right. obviously, they're in groups of people back then. They're not by themselves in the woods, right. in, uh, you know, up in the mountains, so where they left. David and the rest of them, you know, yeah. during their ceremonies. So that's why I guess they expect them to eventually die. I still was all in. I mean, I, I liked, I, I did like them getting the tire shot out. And I think you mentioned that. That Liz- Lizzie should never ride in the back seat with a kid. Yeah. Because inevitably something's mm-hmm. going to go horribly amiss and that car's going to go flying, flipping, blown just, up, who knows. Just but like in the pilot. Just yeah. like in the pilot, it's not going to end well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say, you know, Lizzie, I, I, I'm, Lizzie's kind of stepping up her game. She's been through a lot, but like as an FBI agent, and take it easy. I'm, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, Liz, Liz Elizabeth Keene. Okay, and I'm, I'm not talking about Megan Boone necessarily. I'm talking about Elizabeth Keene. I think that like as as an FBI, like I believe her with the beanie, you know, and she's she's still rocking. She rocked the beanie in this one too, right? Yeah, yeah. So she got that's her thing now when she's on ops. She rocks, she rocks the beanie, mm-hmm. and that's how you know she means business. <laughs> sorry, but like, <laughs> sorry, you know, on YouTube, one of the some one of the commenters says, "Is it just me or do the host seem a little?" Condescending about this episode that was last week. Last week, I think she's talking to you, Julia. I don't yes, know. I was. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we we again. So we we love the blacklist. We love this. Is what we're doing it. This is a great episode. We kind of love just, this episode, and we love, and it's just it's kind of our way to sort of like work our way through it as fans. You know, to be able to say that was kind of weird, but we you make, know what? We love the show. And we I, made jokes. So, there were a lot of comments about the whole '80s uh, technology reference. You're yeah. like, guys, come on, it's possible. <laughs> it's possible that he still can. It's, it's some kind. I'm like, dude, we're just making we're just making jokes about it. I yeah, still I love that. that. Well, well, we know what it meant. We shot about yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, they said like, it was beta technology, and you know, beta technology. We get that, but okay. it was still a funny line that we made. Yes, we we exaggerated. Maybe it wasn't that funny when I was like, I was amused. It's a CD. You know, anyway. Uh, it's so late back night. to we're a little punch so drunk. We're, it's a little, right, back to that. It's late uh, night. We digress. We, we digress as we often do. So, um, <laughs> so uh, I did, but that, that, was, that was very effective to me. All of that. Oh, Lizzie Keene. I think Lizzie's been doing a great job lately. I think I think Lizzie is convincing me. I I like when her. I like her and wrestlers a team on the case. I really mean this, and I felt like I didn't feel. 
Um, where as oftentimes in season one, I felt like she was out of her depth and like, why is she here and what's going on? I feel like, you know, I, I want Lizzie on the case. She, she seems to know what she's talking about. She was able to talk to David. Yeah. You know, talk to twice, you know, once um, in the compound to get wrestler out and the, Talk to him a little bit, and then yeah. once in the van. Absolutely. So, yeah. so there's that. So, um, so anyway, the, the get shot. I, you know, we, we poor wrestler gets kidnapped a lot. He does get kidnapped a lot. <laughs> he does. He's a tough guy. That wrestler. A lot. Um, I, one more question. A lot. Why that? Why that kill wrestler? Why they? Why they take wrestler hostage? Hostage? They killed old 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 girl, the sheriff. They killed the FBI uh, woman. Yeah. No, she was sheriff. I think oh, she was sheriff. Yeah. Oh, oh that's yeah. right. I thought she had an FBI jacket. They on, killed old girl. Sheriff. Uh, they hate the FBI. It's clear. FBI, FBI is all going to hell. They're going to burn us in a, in a lake of fire. Uh, Lizzie's a girl. That can make some, maybe they're trying to make her a wife or something. But wrestler, just drag him on the back of an ATV. You got an answer for that? That was, I don't know. Maybe it, they were waiting. It was very, like, they were having fun with him. It was very, I felt like, kind of like what, deliverance or something like that. The it way did. they were treating him. Like, and I did, and I did, I did like, I, mean, I did like the sort of deliverance references too. Like, these guys are, who knows what's going to happen yeah. with these guys. So that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, I, who cares? You know, that happened. <laughs> they kidnap wrestler. They kidnap, <laughs> they kidnap Lizzie. Uh, we know that the, we, they, and we, you know, there's a reveal that obviously, uh, you know, uh, Justin, uh, his son is the one who's who's doing who's all this to, to 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 get revenge of the dad. Um, He's Peter Pan. Having those conversations, yeah, uh, they have that cool reveal at the end where his he's died a horrible death through the eyes and mouth, which was also extremely disturbing. Yes, it right. Was, yeah, it reminded me. I didn't have time to check the reference. It reminded me of Titus Andronicus. Doesn't he do oh. that to um, his daughter Lavinia? With the okay, I'll have to look it up. I, I'm man, you're anyways. just a Titus Andronicus. Yeah. And look at you. What? 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 Sorry, I, I studied Shakespeare. I know you're guys. just, just you're <laughs> dropping these drops. Wow. it's been a long time since I read it. But uh, Lexi, what do you got? Our IQ quoting for this podcast just went up. I know. Well, you know, um, um, Lexi, are you a Shakespeare gal too? Alexis? No, 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 no. I was just, I was giving you a signal. Oh, that was, oh, you're saying hi. Oh, yeah. I was saying hi. Hi of more minutes? Hi, hi. yes. Hi. <laughs> no. Hi. Um, right. anyway. We'll keep on moving. Anyways, I could be so wrong. I'll look it up. You tell me. Whatever. Okay, fair enough. Um, stuck with it. It was, struck me. It, it was very cool. And yeah. I wonder wonder was he talking to him the whole know. time, like as a dead guy? What did you say, dad? Shut up, dad. And he's like, ah. Like that's weird too. Because he never made a noise. He never yeah. murmured. He never moved. Oh, that was just, it. Was a really disturbing. Is, I would have some nightmares about this episode. Yeah. Uh, and also, we should also mention that we we watch these now. We don't have a day. We we watch the episode. We run right in here. We scribble down some notes and we just start talking. So sometimes we have a day. Sometimes we just start talking. You know. <laughs> so so we're really just experiencing this as you do as fans and really yeah. just trying to sort of work our way through these on, on our notes. Um. So that was that. I think a lot of cool stuff. Uh. I do want to get to the limo in the safe in a second but just jumping back to the safe uh with jelly bean and red finding them you know getting you know all that stuff we saw like the, you know they're back so and forth up with my dyslexia pills the dyslexia <laughs> pills bit was hilarious the the you know so, no, i was really born in london just kidding and just uh, the take red look was just like <laughs> no it was amazing 
you know. It was so needed too, so perfect and needed in this really dark, disturbing, yeah. upsetting. It was a really good balance episode. It was. I, really want, I want to find who wrote this. This is a good. I wonder who wrote the teleplay for this, but it was really, it was really great. Mm. So, um, but we did. He did find uh, Finch's apartment, you know, which was in Saint Petersburg on the second Petersburg, floor. Twenty one, two twenty one, not two twelve. Mm. Uh, they did get to find the safe. They found a number in the safe, which card uh, the number, card the number, which he had Dimbe sort of do reverse trace on, which he called at the end of the episode. And that was got a, a burner phone, I guess, right? A burner phone. phone. Yeah. Uh, and got a very mysterious voice, and he said, you know, this is Finch's number. You found the safe. Who's this? You know, and I and I have predictions to exactly who the F I that is. Okay. Well, um, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, but before that, we do find out this really cool thing that, you know, Red did have something in, in there. And this is kind of another Enigma thing here. Maybe you can help us out on, on, on YouTube and, everything, and, and iTunes. He goes and he opens the, 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 the pulpit. Is that what you call it? What do you call the thing? The people? Yeah, I guess the pulpit. Oh, pulpit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And goes down there to a secret bunker that no one knew about and reveals what seems like an old school presidential car yeah. from yeah. some sort of presidential motorcade. And he pops in uh, Bobby Darren Beyond the Sea. I start thinking about this. And I try to do some detective work. I'm like, oh, I'll solve this. I know what this is. I'm like, Bobby Darren, Beyond the Sea, recorded in 1958. Wow. 1958, Eisenhower was president. Eisenhower in the back thing. Nixon was vice president. It has to be. And, I'm, and then I'm like, put that. Car. Yeah, and I did all that. I thought I'm like, Whoa. I'm like, I'm wow. so smart. I'm Joe Braswell. And Until I realized that car is like from the 60s. So now what do I do? Yeah, car must be <laughs> So does well, it mean... So it felt like that car was from the 60s and it wasn't from the 50s, yeah. 58. It well, was, it was more like thought, a 65. Our first thought was it was Kennedy, but it couldn't have been Kennedy because we were thinking about Dallas. Right. And, and he was, well, at least he was in a convertible in Dallas. Yeah. So I, that I don't, was a, yeah, okay. So, so, so let's say it was a 68. Let's say it was still something to do with Nixon. Maybe but it's the Bobby Darren Beyond the Sea. I was like, oh, Bobby Darren, 1958. I solved it. <laughs> and I didn't solve shit, nothing. Anyway, so he helped us out, and he because he, he retrieved something from the back of the you truck of the car. Been so cool, though. I would have been so I, impressed. I was, with I you. was doing it. That's, I'm like, that would have been awesome. Bop, 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 bop. I was wrong. Uh, or maybe we'll <laughs> yeah. see if I'm right at all about that. So we pop the trunk. We he gets something. We don't know what it is. Another cool thing. So we'll find out about the safe. We'll find out about what's going on there. And uh, Lizzie still doesn't trust Red. I that was the one. Whoa. That was the one like wah wah part of this entire this episode. Dope, was I got like this dope ass penthouse for you. Overlooking the Potomac. That's a fatherly thing to do. Right? She's like, it was her. just like Shut the up. obligatory every other episode <laughs> yeah. of. I don't want your this penthouse. Is business. I'm very comfortable <laughs> in my motel. Thank you. Thank I don't you want your places. penthouse, Dad. Yeah, it's up with the dad. <laughs> anyway, he so never that will. was. Yeah, I know. So that was the episode. I uh, too. You I, know, I'm representing. I, I, you know, we, we we made it very clear that we love the episode. So. Yeah. Um, that was that. I do want to get into um, some news and gossip, right? Some news and gossip. I have no, I have no news or gossip. <laughs> but what I do want to say, I do want, I do want to get some shout outs. Okay, some uh, I yes. <laughs> That's my. How? Break- Dare you? Breaking news! <laughs> I just want to hear the drop, Alexis. We do, we do our shout outs during news and gossip. Oh, yeah, okay, sure, yeah, I'm okay. sorry. All right, sure. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Alexis. Oh god. Uh, you know, I wanted to. Uh, yeah, so a heads up to all of my folks here. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, Hesty, of course. Uh, Sam H. Uh, we were being tongue in cheek. Amanda Henderson. Um, James Foran. Uh, uh, forehand. 
Uh, thank you. We, we enjoy you too. Uh, Miss Lean, the famous Miss Lean, uh, Bridget Shea Wardstone. Thank you very much. Um, and oh, Sister in the Hood. What's up, Sister in the Hood? And, uh, Melina Torres. Thank you. Uh, Major Keys, who hates us, but it's fine. Okay. Oh, there's someone who hates us on there? Yeah, you, you, th- you think know. After Buzz has bitten off more than they can chew. This podcast is terrible. They just talk oh, a lot, blah, blah, blah. The Americans is pathetic. You guys are pathetic, especially that Nando. He oh. didn't say that, oh, but that I, I added that part. Oh, that but, guy. No, <laughs> no, but, so I'm sorry, Major Keys. Mom, stop posting uh, on the internet. Yes. <laughs> uh, and and, and, and Mouse Dresden's the guy who didn't appreciate our, our uh, you know, the uh, the thingy 80s technology um, Can't yeah, please them all. I'm no, sorry. Well, uh, we, we were joke. It was a joke. It's not easy. We, it's we not like easy for Aram. We like it all. Yeah. I mean, that was all. It was just uh, a joke. And a couple on iTunes, too. I have... Uh, she's, wait, 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 wait. She's crust. Jan oh, Jandals. Uh, Hannah Clark. Betsy. T- uh, Kim Clark. Taryn K. Joanne H. Serena. Um, Amza. One Wild Rice. And... Yes, that's it. One Go. Wild Rice. Uh, also, Mingo fan of TV... And Popcorn Nat, who actually gave us four stars and titled his Joe Braswell. Oh. Yeah. Thanks, Mom. Yeah, there you go. And uh, (laughs) Kelly3222. And that's all for this week. Please, uh, especially on iTunes, you know, give us some more ratings because every now and then, like I said, we get one kook. And if you guys like us, you know, show us some love on iTunes. That's yeah. what I'd say. Thank you. I, we, we, we appreciate you guys. YouTube too. We, we love it. I, I mean, on YouTube, it, we can comment back. Yeah, if, if we we, we, we yeah. love our YouTube folks. And we yeah. love our iTunes folks as well, and, and we appreciate all of you guys. And, yeah. Um. Yeah. There was something else I wanted to say, but I forgot what it was. Oh. Um. Um. <laughs> Vanilla Cupcake, also one of our one of our Twitter followers, had a very good prediction about the fulcrum that I want to steal. So. <laughs> Let's go. To, let's go to predictions. See where on that part. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what it is, so I can't see it. I know. That's why I'm teasing it. And I have no predictions. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Go, go, Julia. Okay. So <laughs> I hate predictions. Okay. So you on the cards. On the card, the country code started with a seven. The country code for seven is like either Kazakhstan or Russia. Now we remember in the little flashback. Is this a real way? You doing a real bit right now? I'm doing a thing. Oh my god, wow. this is good. Okay, I'm sorry. So in the Wait, flashback, over. I, I okay. interrupted you. Start over. Go. On the card that we find in Saint Petersburg, in the mm-hmm. safe, the country code is a seven, and the country that that correlates to is either Kazakhstan or somewhere in Russia. Right. As we know from the flashbacks, Lizzie's real name is actually Masha. Mm-hmm. So I think the person he's calling on the other line is Lizzie's dad. Great. Who has gone back to Russia. Boom. That's, that was dope. Damn it. That, I was going to say of that. Course oh, you okay. I was just going to say the last oh, part. Kazakhstan. I wasn't, I wasn't looking. I was just trying to think of somebody to say. I said, oh, hey, it's Lizzie's dad. That's I, a joke. I also was going to say that that's Lizzie's dad. <laughs> I swear to God that that's Lizzie's dad in the other line. I did not Kazakhstan know about the country, the country code of Kazakhstan. I, this, this right here. You're the goddamn Nancy wow. Drew over here. Look at you. Dude, arithmetic that's and that's amazing. You're like you, you're, you are. You're like uh, Claire Danes in Homeland over here. <laughs> exactly. The big board. The big board. That was impressive. Uh, well, that I, was yours. I was going to say the same thing, the but the only thing is, I still don't. I, I still think Red's her father. But I was just going to say that just for the sake of that's the only person I could think of that it could okay. be that we would know. Wait. So you think it's Lizzie's dad, but you also think that Red is her father? I could pick, pick a side, Nando. I, yeah. I could pick a prediction. I was just going to say it for the sake of saying it. Oh. All right. You I, really I, believe it. 
so I have the same prediction. Right. Uh, my other prediction is that that the fulcrum, which looks, which I thought this, lo- it looks like it is bunny fulcrum. Bunny fulcrum bunny looks Mando? like looks like it is something that fits into possibly could fit into that music box yeah. that right, looks like the thing you put in yeah. there. And, and so that's what she's like. It looks like it fits into the music box. Beta and technology. So that I thought that was mm. very astute. That is astute. Glad I thought of it. Vanilla cupcake. <laughs> Boom. Anyway, because <laughs> that's what I thought. All right, vanilla cupcake. Uh, Give Nando a prediction next week and uh, help this brother out. Then when you when you when you play it, it's like. Ding, Red is not the father. <laughs> ding, da, ding, da, ding. I don't know. That's, I like that song. That's a good song. You know all the songs tonight. I oh, know. Boy. Um, ding, that's, ding, ding, ding. that's what the music Red boxes do. It's so ding, late. Ding, 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 ding. We gotta get out of here. Yes. Um, that's it. Okay, I know. Alexis, we're gonna wrap up right now. One last thing about the Kingdon family. I'm kidding. Thank you. So that's it for us. Um, we're gonna get out of here. You should Th- have news and gossip? No, no more news and gossip. Okay, got it. Make sure. Uh, thank you for joining us. In, uh, thank you for joining us this week, uh, Nando. Where can we find you, sir? <laughs> find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nandovel N A N D O V E L. You can also find me here on AfterBuzz doing other shows like The Walking Dead, right. which Alexis is sitting in on this week. Oh. Heck yeah, uh, Ooh, yes, heck oh, yeah, and Scorpion, and we'll be coming back for Bates Motel for oh. sure. Right? Yeah, yeah that's we're right. doing that one, and I think we're not doing the following. We're not. <laughs> After we trash it this episode, probably not. <laughs> uh, anyway, and that's about it. All right, Julia, yeah. where can we find you? Uh, find me on Twitter lot, and on Instagram with my name, Julia Carely, J U L I A C E A R L E Y. Good. And she's got some fresh Doc Martens on, too. Oh, I do. Yeah. Straight from like 1996. It's like my foot never left. Take a photo. Uh, you can find you can find Joe Sanfilippo on his website at josephsanfilippo.com and on Instagram and Twitter at joeflippo.com. You can find me, Joe Braswell, the handsome one, at joekbraswell on Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. and also on Base Motel and also on Geek Nerd Tech with Alexis. Heck yeah. Um, <laughs> and so you can check that out. I want to do something with Alexis. Yeah, she's fantastic. Aww. We did the uh, show with Alexis. She's we did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for, where can we find you, Alexis? What the heck? All right. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at ATORS890. You can also find me here on AfterBuzz for Face Off. Castle and the Hundred. Thank you very yeah. much. You're uh, welcome. Thank you for joining. Thank you for listening t- to us. And we'll be back next week with more Blacklist, and all four of us will be here. Thank you. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.